Hello and welcome everyone to our 42nd session of Hello Casa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Paul Damon, real estate expert originally from Kansas in the USA, born in the Netherlands and now living in Nicaragua in Granada. Um, and I'm super happy to have you, Paul. Paul, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hey, uh, good morning, Michael. Uh, here's Paul Damon. Uh, I'm a real estate broker based in Granada, Nicaragua. I've been here for five years. Like you said at the introduction, I'm a Dutch citizen. I'm also a U.S. resident. I'm also a U.S. broker. I got my license in 2002, and I continue to maintain my U.S. license, real estate license for many reasons. Uh, one is to show my clients uh, that we maintain our education and all the other certifications in the U.S. to provide uh, professional standards at a higher level than at other places. Awesome, great. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your uh, move from Kansas to Nicaragua. When did you start and also what was the motivation to, to move to Nicaragua? It's a good, uh, that's a good question. Uh, so what I always uh, start when people ask me that is you probably have heard about the yellow brick road. And so Dorothy is on the yellow brick road and we took a wrong turn and we ended up in Nicaragua. Uh, so that's a short version. Uh, the, the other uh, version is, is that myself as well as my uh, wife, we have lived for many, many years myself for almost 18 years in Latin America before I came here and immigrated to Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. uh, we were getting kind of bored, uh, uh, second life crisis, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. midlife crisis. And so, I, you know, we were doing a lot of different things. I was teaching at the MBA level, international classes in Kansas at three different universities. I was doing a lot of consulting and I was getting burned out and didn't feel the pleasures of the type of work I was doing. Mm -hmm. So when, we decided when to was move that? overseas. That was approximately six years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we decided, you know what, why don't we go to where we grew up and that we had a really uh, uh, a great time, you know, mm -hmm. growing up as children, et cetera. And so uh, we started analyzing the various countries. We analyzed uh, Costa Rica, uh, we analyzed Panama, Mexico, Colombia, Ecuador, and Chile. Mm -hmm. My wife is Chilean. Mm -hmm. uh, so the two that fell off right away were Chile and Ecuador. And the main reason is because we have uh, three daughters uh, back in the States and we wanted to be close enough uh, to the U.S. Uh, so that if we had to go, we could go mm -hmm. and and we could go. We usually go two, three, four times a year to, to see the kids. Yeah. Uh, so that was one. The other one, we wanted to be in a market where we could be uh, impactful as it relates to real estate. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to go into a market that was already mature, didn't have opportunities. I wanted to be able to use my educational experience as well as my business experience to develop a whole new um, uh, product, so to speak, mm -hmm. and to enter a market where I could say, okay, I'm coming from the US, 
I did it in the US, what can I do in this country? And by analyzing, like I said, Panama and Costa Rica, they were too expensive. Uh, I wanted, based on where the long-term retirees are gonna come from, the US and Canada and even Europe, Mm -hmm. I felt that those two markets were a little bit too expensive to be attractive uh, to the type of people I felt that I had a good niche for, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Middle income. Mm -hmm. And so based on that decision, uh, we came to Nicaragua, and uh, and we haven't looked back. Uh, honestly, we have not looked back. Uh, it has been a tremendously positive experience. Uh, yes, there's, sometimes there's frustration, I'm guaranteed, uh, but overall, we're very, very pleased with our decision. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just mentioned the infancy of the market. Uh, it, it's funny that you say that when I um, look up, at, for example, at YouTube and type in real estate Nicaragua there's like I don't know like except for you maybe one or two more entries while when I look the same up for Colombia or Costa Rica or Panama it's like full so I think it's also um, quite quite an interesting signal where you see like how infant infant the market in in terms of uh, Nicaragua is Um, give us a quick country overview from your perspective of Nicaragua how is it uh, for you as a foreigner? Yes, you have been exposed to the Latin American uh, culture for many years already, but also for maybe someone who might consider moving out from the US or out from Europe for the first time to Latin America. What can you expect when you move to Nicaragua? Well, you can. Ex- I think uh, you can look at it from a variety of uh, viewpoints, right? Mm-hmm. So one viewpoint is to look at it f- from the variety of the expat community, mm-hmm. right? So the expat community is very. It's a variety of people. For example, we have a lot of French uh, retirees here, mm-hmm. and they're not retirees from people of sixty-five and over but they're more professionals, a lot of them architects, which Mm -hmm. to me still surprises me every day. Yes, we're in a a colonial city, but I can name you right now six of them that are architects, okay? Uh, So that's one, Uh, because we're a colonial city, right? Mm -hmm. So we are uh, the oldest city in Central America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have a lot of uh, culture, we got a lot of different food palettes. Uh, you know, we got the volcanoes, we got the Atlantic, we got the Pacific. Got so the there's lake, a yeah. lot of activities. Yeah. Excuse me. The lake as well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, the biggest lake in Central America and the second largest uh, lake in Latin America. Mm-hmm. So yes, so we have a lot of a lot to offer. So the retirees in general that are coming here, I would classify them. Uh, those that are looking to be able to live comfortably between a thousand to two thousand dollars a month. Okay, that that uh, that includes everything. Also, in, even healthcare. Ah, healthcare. That's a good question. Okay, so let's take one thing at a time. Okay, yeah, sure. so let me qualify. Let me qualify a thousand to two thousand. Yeah. So, just Lynn and I, my wife and I, we live on twelve hundred a month. Mm-hmm. We paid cash for our home mm-hmm. because there are no loans mm-hmm. uh, in most of Central America. Uh, Costa Rica is finally providing some loans, 
But those expats like ourselves that come from overseas, mm -hmm. it's very hard to get loans. Mm -hmm. And then when you get them, it's just too expensive. Okay. So it's better to pay cash. Mm -hmm. So our living expenses, not uh, business expenses, I'm saying living expenses, ex uh, my business expenses, because mm -hmm. they're two different things, right? I have not One has, has nothing to do with the other. Absolutely. I am doing around 1200 I have a lay, lady that lives in one of our uh, rental units uh, on the property. She's living on around seven to eight hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, that includes her rent and her food, her you know uh, her living expenses, etc. And she travels a lot. Mm -hmm. She travels. She's gone right now for three days. She just came back uh, two weeks ago from a trip to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So she loves here the central point so she can travel. Uh, the other expats that have come here that you see quite a few of them are uh, pre-retirement mm -hmm. that maybe got frustrated for where they're living or see an adventure part or like myself, a, a, a basically say, you know, midlife crisis, if you want to call it that way. And, uh, have opened restaurants, have opened real estate office like myself, mm -hmm. or tour businesses, or art centers, uh, you name it. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of uh, foreign expats that have set up businesses here. Um, so there's a variety, and that's why they come, because of the variety, the opportunities, and the low cost of real estate. We are probably in Central America, we're the lowest cost uh, area right now mm -hmm. to purchase property uh, mm -hmm. because of the issues that happened in 2017 with the government, mm -hmm. meaning there was an uprising, there were some problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I tell a lot of people when I do interviews, uh, I don't want to talk politics because that distracts from, uh, from what we are trying to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the market has dropped between, I'm going to say between 25 to 30, yes. up to 50% mm -hmm. drop in value. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So uh, right now, for example, I have a condo on the market that used to sell easily in 20, uh, pre 2017 at 179,000. Right now they're selling at 109. $109,000. Okay? So it dropped? 190 to 19, you say? No, uh, 179 yes. to 109. Okay, 179. Okay, got it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but you also got to see the relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is where some people get confused at times is uh, we are very heavily based tourism market. Mm -hmm. The same thing like Costa Rica to mm -hmm. a certain extent and, and Panama, right? Um, so when the issue started in 2017, almost overnight, the whole market just fell apart in in, in tourism mm -hmm. because of all the, the uh, embassies say you can't travel, dangerous, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we also have seen is that the rental market like on the condominiums, the, the rental used to go for $1,600 a month. Right now, they're going for eight, $900. Okay. And as you, as you can realize, that impacts the value of the property. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you look at it. You look at it from how much do I purchase it from, 
or what is the rental because you always look at your return of investment Absolutely. right as an investor yeah. and so that's what ha has happened here um, you said you want to you uh, you uh, don't really want to talk about politics or it's not your 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 main focus however obviously it's always hard to exclude um, when we talk like sure. uh, about, about a country and also trends for me it's always important or interesting right. let's say right. to right. get get a local opinion about like yes. how how you for example see the future after the this this uprise which which happened especially right. i think it started in september of 2017 or 2018 um due to the social social security um right. uh, demonstrations yes. and stuff and then it it, um, it it started and really had a huge impact until now um how do you see nicaragua um moving forward at that moment of time right now in in general 2020 Okay, so let me go back for a second, Michael. Absolutely. It's one thing that I have always done as a business guy. You know, I've been, I worked for corporate. I've also consulted uh, for large companies. I've done work for World Bank, uh, Overseas Private Investment, FAO, USAID. I mean, I've done a lot of consulting for a lot of groups. Mm -hmm. One thing that I always uh, tell people is don't look at the negative as a you cannot do you mm -hmm. shouldn't do you know there's uh, i always have a phrase when people tell me uh, it cannot be done i i go si se puede yes you can mm -hmm. i mean have the other perspective i'll go back for a second uh over 10 years ago i used to own a technology firm that made hardware for data centers mm -hmm. and During the time I was looking at where to manufacture my product, I ended up in Juarez, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know how much you remember about Juarez, Mexico, uh, 10 years ago or so. It was very, very uh, scary place to go. Tough, yeah. Now, I invested there for one reason. Because there was so much vacancy, mm -hmm. such a low cost of to buy and to get rent property, mm -hmm. as well as cheap labor, uh, easy access to technology, warehouse, etc. Mm -hmm. So my decision was, contrary to everybody else's decision, was to go ahead and invest there and set up an operation there to make product. Mm -hmm. The funny part is we never had any problem, mm -hmm. knock on wood. Uh, we were careful. Of course, we were very careful. Mm -hmm. Never had a problem. We always arrived a little bit after eight o'clock. We always got out of town at three o'clock. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, our, uh, they were going to bed around seven o'clock, they being whatever you want to call it. And by three, four o'clock, they were starting to get hungry. And so, you know, the danger started again. Uh, mm -hmm. And in that time frame, That is where I wanted to do business. And honestly, never had a problem. Mm -hmm. We did that for four years and then we moved because there was another opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some people in, in business, you know, we look for opportunities because the market demands it, Absolutely. right? Uh, is to look for low cost. Mm -hmm. uh, if we don't find a lower cost product, our consumers leave, consumers leave, our business fails. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's a cyclical thing and it's, you know, uh, that's where I have spent over 30 years of my career is helping companies move around, 
find opportunities, look at joint ventures and licensing to to enable people that want to do that. Mm -hmm. So coming back then to Nicaragua is uh, uh, we are seeing an improvement. We are seeing uh, in the last few weeks, we are seeing more boats stopping in San Juan del Sur. We are seeing more tourists coming. Uh, in the last week, we counted on Thursday and Friday over 30 buses, and we're talking the Pullman buses, you know, the large, lar mm -hmm. large buses. Uh, so people are coming. Uh, there is police presence, but the police presence is there to make sure that nothing goes wrong, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, the rest, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. Sure. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm truly hoping because that's where I'm investing. I'm investing in retirement properties. I'm investing in a new office. I just opened a new office on, uh, let me see, it was the 1st of December. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we just opened that and, uh, you know, we're spending a lot of money on advertising and everything like that. If I didn't feel number one safe, mm -hmm. I'm not going to put my wife at risk. Mm -hmm. If I uh, if we didn't feel safe, and we didn't feel that there was a positive uh, okay. short term okay. that the yeah. changes were coming, yeah. we would not have yeah. done it. We would just farm our property. We live on a really nice farm. It's mm -hmm. it's small mm -hmm. uh, to come uh, U.S. standards, but for us, it's just perfect. It's uh, uh, five acres or around two and a half hectares. Mm -hmm. And it's just perfect for us. Lots of fruits, bananas, oranges, tangerines, you name it, we got it. So, and we enjoy that. And we got eight dogs. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard anybody bark. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because my wife is outside holding them back not to bark tonight. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, in that sense, life is good. Perfect. I mean, you're also, you having, having so many you know certifications you have an academic uh, academic background and also you said like your entire um, career and uh, and um, experience has been around finding opportunities and also um, investing also right now investing yourself into future or positive future looking uh, looking uh, businesses and also locations you yourself are actually a signal and also a credibility boost for this destination as Nicaragua right now is um, for um, in terms of investment opportun uh, opportunities. So I think that's, right. that that definitely should give should give this country also a boost. Um, you said you're living on a on a farm. How how far away from Granada, Granada city is it from? Uh, okay, so we live in uh, what they call the Pueblos Blancos area, the white towns. Mm -hmm. uh, and our town, you're going to laugh probably, uh, it's uh, known as the witch towns, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, and it's, you know, I haven't found a witch yet, but mm -hmm. that's what they say historically that this was the witch town. Uh, so we live from Granada, uh, depending how I drive, depending if I take my car or my motorcycle. No, probably 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. I live approximately 45 minutes from Managua. Oh, okay. uh, I live another 15 from Masaya, which is uh, the second largest city. Mm -hmm. 
So that means and like, then to the beach, and, uh, either one hour or two hours away from the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, if I want to go to the Atlantic, I'm around six, seven hours, yeah. uh, which I haven't gone to. Which, okay? which is anyway not as accessible as the as the Pacific. Um, no. Um, Correct. So, so that means actually you're in a very nice sweet spot. You have uh, 15 minutes from uh, from Canada, which is like the closest uh, town when you when you need some uh, some um, some supplies, some 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 basic things, and then you only you're even less less than an hour away from Managua. Where you get like everything and then another hour directly to the beach and you yourself you live on a farm yeah that sounds sounds quite a like a good lifestyle i assume uh, which you're right now uh, living in well i think so and when you say you know where you can buy stuff um so as you probably saw from my youtube uh, channel i did a uh, uh a not an interview i walked through the whole grocery store mm -hmm. okay And uh, so we have Walmart here uh, and Walmart has two grocery store chains. And I went to La Colonia, which is a local Nicaraguan chain that started in 1956. And there are probably in 10 different cities, bigger cities. And uh, you, you tell me the product and I most likely can buy it here. Um, meaning I can buy U.S. Pampers. I can buy... Uh, Dutch cheese. I can buy mustard from, let's say, Germany. I can buy um, uh, spices, uh, hot sauces that come from uh, Asia. You name it, we can find it. Mm -hmm. uh, liquor, yes, we can buy uh, Amarula. I don't know if you remember that drink, but it's that yeah, African that. drink. Yeah. We can buy it here too, Amarula. Okay. <laughs> Uh, which is funny when I saw it, I had to laugh and I go, mom, I wish you were here. We could drink together today. <laughs> um, so, and we have price Mart. price Mart is part of the Costco corporation. Uh, like I said, we have Walmart, we got Cargill, which is a big food production company that owns tip top, which is the Kentucky fried chicken of Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pizza Jones coming out of our ears, mm -hmm. too many of them. Uh, we got McDonald's. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been to any of them because I don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but whatever your lifestyle, yeah, you can get it. Mm -hmm. You can spend. We have one of the most modern uh, shopping centers in Managua of Central America that is a little bit over close to a million square feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a hundred thousand square meters, mm -hmm. and uh, you can buy Prada. You you name the product, you probably can buy it. Okay. Um, you you mentioned before, or oh, we touched quickly upon um, healthcare. Uh, we, we, yes. We we mentioned that word. Um, how about healthcare, <laughs> uh, the healthcare system, and also the accessibility yeah. of healthcare uh, locally. Um, in Nicaragua. Okay, so um, it's a good question because it does come up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Carlos Bella, who is the only billionaire of Central America, Carlos Bella set up a hospital. It's called Vivian Pelas, mm -hmm. and that one is affiliated to the Houston uh hospital okay one of the houston's i can't remember the name I, i apologize but you can google it you will find out 
So there you have one of the most modern American style managed run uh, hospital. Uh, my wife had a operation uh, at a different hospital. And the reason we went to that different hospital was because like the doctor said, you know, Paul, uh, do you know where they do heart transplants and lung transplants? I said, no, at the hospital you're going. I said, well, let's go to that hospital then. Uh, my wife had a private room and a private nurse for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I received a menu. When I dropped her off at 7 in the morning, the nurse came and she says, are you hungry? I said, yeah, I'm starving. I, I suppose I should go to the cafeteria. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. we do it different here. Here's the menu. Uh, there's your phone call, and it will be built to your room. You take care of it uh, later. So that doesn't tell you about the healthcare. It just tells you about the overall system. Yeah. I can tell you um, she has had uh, one operation, and that operation here in Nicaragua, including the doctor uh, that did the oper operation, the anesthesiologist and the private nurse and the operating room was less than four thousand dollars wow. in the u.s and we got a quote for it from uh, our doctor back in the u.s just the hospital stay was fifteen thousand dollars just the hospital mm -hmm. stay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so there's a big difference there yeah. uh what about the quality of care you know i'm happy with it my wife is happy with it uh, she had an accident uh, uh, on the farm that cut her head open here, you know, mm -hmm. right above her eye. Mm -hmm. And it was late at night, and I took her to the emergency medical center. It's a one-room uh, room place, mm -hmm. house, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. And she went there. They stitched her up. They had clean needles. They had uh, gloves on, everything that they needed. Mm -hmm. And it didn't cost us anything because we live in the community. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, okay. which this is not what I'm trying to promote is you can use the local system because it's not fair, right? Yeah. Because we didn't pay anything in. Absolutely. Um, but all I'm saying is they're not saying, no, you cannot go. You, they are very open arm. They don't say, oh, you're foreign, therefore you can't. No, you got a problem, we'll help you. Mm -hmm. it's you feel here totally different you feel very welcoming of the people yeah. can you get insurance yes you can get insurance did i check yes i checked but since i had a stroke just before coming to nicaragua i had a stroke so basically my left side was totally gone yeah. uh, um, and just to tell you my bill for that stroke for two days in the hospital in intensive care hundred fifty thousand dollars my uh, my copay was twenty thousand dollars, and my insurance went from six hundred to twelve hundred afterwards, and that was another reason we came here. And uh, when we came here, we checked the insurance. The insurance uh, is anywhere from fifty dollars, depending on age and depending on sure. condition, to one hundred twenty. Mine was one hundred twenty, but it would not cover for what I wanted. And I said to myself, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't need insurance. A lot of us in the community uh, use our credit card yeah. as our insurance policy. Yeah. If something happens, we have our credit card, we pay with okay. it, and that's it. And we save the money. So I put every month, I put 100 bucks in a little kitty, 
And uh, once in a while, I still steal from the kitty. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's how we do uh, health insurance here. Makes sense. Absolutely. No, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, excuse me, and just so that you know, we were also very heavily in medical tourism. Mm -hmm. uh, dental is a very, very low cost. Implants for dental, low cost. Uh, my wife's brother came from Canada, and you know Canada has a very good medical system. Uh, he came, paid for his uh, airplane ride, mm -hmm. stayed here for two weeks, got his uh, teeth cleaned and fixed, etc., and he was still ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I, I remember that a lot from uh, from Colombia. A lot of people uh, traveling to Colombia, and obviously also basically who are originally from Colombia, but still it makes more. It's more um, cost efficient, and also the quality you find a lot of times much better in in Colombia than you than you find other uh, other parts of the world, which you uh, which you sure. uh, which you tend to to call uh, developed countries. But in fact, like when it comes down to your personal health, it it's not suddenly not as developed anymore. It's different, <laughs> exactly. Well. There's Yeah, so one big difference that we tell a lot of our clients is the following. Uh, Jocelyn, uh, basically, when she started the process for her operation, the doctor gave her uh, his phone number, uh, a WhatsApp, you know, that's a, a seamless way of calling. Uh, and basically, uh, she would talk to him whenever she needed. Post-op was all done by phone. She, she didn't have to go to Managua. And... It was for six months post-op, no cost, uh, and one month prior uh, mm -hmm. for to make her, prepare her for the operation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, try to do that in the States where the doctor, uh, our neighbor is a doctor down the street, uh, five uh, minutes from the house, mm -hmm. and he charges us to come to the house uh, when she had her wound on her head. Mm -hmm. uh, he charged her $7. He's an MD. Mm -hmm. or GP, I should say, mm -hmm. general practitioner, he would come to the house, clean the wounds, etc., and we would pay $7 plus a tip was $10 mm -hmm. for a house call. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe in Germany or in Holland they do that. Uh, no, 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 I think you, uh, I, I think the hourly rate is a little bit different than, 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 uh, yes. than that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Coming a little bit to um, the, let's say, also concerning hourly rate, which is for me also an important topic to talk a little bit about the locals. How is the, let's say, the relationship between you as a foreigner coming there and the locals? We we may not uh, neglect that uh, that Nicaragua is, is still like a um, emerging country and uh, is, is uh, let's say, Cost of living also implies that uh, that a lot of people um, live off um, one to two dollars um, a day. How is that um, f for you? And also, what's the reality? Maybe it's it's not as as uh, bad as as statistics and and uh, and reports say. Um, once you live like directly in Nicaragua, right? So I remember you telling me before we got on the video call that you used to live in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And I lived there too. And I remember Colombia of the 60s and 70s where the butchers basically would hang the meat outside. You know, that was very normal, right? I mean, uh, it was normal. Uh, so like I said, I live on a farm community. 
Uh, it's a very small, uh, it's also a bedroom community. A lot of people that live here uh, work out of town. Um, so is there an adjustment when you come, uh, when you come back from, let's say, living in the U.S., which is so clean and so mm, sanitized, as I mm -hmm. call it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everything has to be just proper in this in its place, etc. Yeah. Here you come, and it's like you're in a in a globe. Remember those little globes, snow globes, yeah. and and you feel like people are shaking. Yeah. You 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 you're getting all these vibes, uh, and and to me it was a little bit hard because of my stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very sensitive for a little bit, mm -hmm. and what was happening is I had to get used to the smells, the noises. Uh, you know, just the different feel, the yeah. different vibe. You have to adjust to that mm -hmm. because it's totally different. Uh, here they honk just for the heck of honking, right? Uh, here they stop in the middle of the street to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And they don't care that you're behind them. Mm -hmm. So those are the type of adjustments. Um, you asked a very good question is how do locals perceive you? And I'll be very honest to this because uh, I think everybody will say that live here for extended uh, time is during the problems of the, the uh, 2017 that started in April. Mm -hmm. uh, there were barricades, etc. We will were never ever harassed, uh, thrown things at. Like in different countries, you know, when I was in Mexico, for example, I remember the gringo word and all that, mm -hmm. uh, or the ugly American type of thing. Here, I'm not going to say that totally respect you. That that is a little bit maybe too far, mm -hmm. but I think they respect you to the sense that that you have taken the step to not only come and live with them, mm -hmm. come live in their country, that you respect and that you adjust and become part of life. Yes, I have a better quality of life. I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I nor my wife have ever felt any danger whatsoever mm -hmm. uh, at any time. Mm -hmm. uh, we are comfortable. Are there pit, uh, pickpockets? Yes, my brother-in-law has been pickpocketed. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, uh, if you're not smart, I'm not saying he was not smart, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm just saying if you're not smart and you leave your stuff in the car and everybody sees it, it will happen in Amsterdam, it will happen in Hamburg or in Paris or any of those countries Absolutely. or here in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. If they see a camera, God forbid, you know, with the, uh, the income here, which is around uh, 2,500 to 4,000 is the uh, per annum right yeah. uh can you blame a person if they see a thousand dollar computer to break your a uh, window no yeah. i don't blame it yeah. it's our own stupidity that caused that right yeah. it's not uh, you know it's an it's opportunity it's a theft of opportunity yeah uh have people been killed here as expats uh that i know of two and the two were uh uh you know, for, uh, I, I think, for related to non-tourism type of activity. Okay. okay. So I'll leave that up to the, the, yeah. the listener to, to figure out what that means in English. Um, uh, 
I, I, I really appreciate your, your point of view. Um, I also saw on your, on, your, um, on your web presence that you're also very active in the local community. You, you have uh, pictures with, uh, with uh, people um, and, and, and some, uh, you know, I think it's even a, um, a, a realtor association or it looks like that you're building up in front, like locally something for me. Um, can you talk a little bit about that one because for me it, I, I really always appreciate when people like don't only go and be a tourist and then you know even I don't know like pay a tour operator and then no money goes back into that country and, and the local people don't see anything but I see you even taking the next step and saying okay I even give my knowledge to others and even develop locally something something which I have acquired in, in other countries or parts of the world Right. So, uh, Cannabir is the uh, the uh, real estate association of Nicaragua for brokers. That's the definition. Okay, yeah. uh, for brokers. I'm on the board. Uh, as when we came here five years ago, uh, I became a member right away. I, I presented all my documentation to prove that I was qualified. You know, I brought my license, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I became active with them right away. Uh, because I wanted to listen. I wanted to hear what they were doing. Yeah. So last year, I was brought in as the secretary of Canada mm -hmm. uh, because I'm uh, I'm very active. I'm one of those guys, and it's probably my Dutch uh, culture. Uh, <laughs> if I see an opportunity to voice my opinion, I will voice my opinion, right or wrong, but I will voice it. And so I have been helping Canada here, for example, establishing the MLS, the multi-listing service. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've used it in the U.S. very extensively, know it very well. And so I am helping them of setting that up. And we're almost, I would say, we are within the month of getting this completely fleshed out. We're working with a Canadian firm mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they are going to give us the administrative technology of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also part of the board of SILA. SILA is the, uh, the Latin American International uh, Association. It's like a FIAPSI for Latin America. So I'm on the board there too. Uh, and, you know, I do a lot of things locally, uh, for example, We're going to cook uh, on Thursday. No, excuse me, on Friday. We're going to cook for the local retirees. Local retirees, meaning Nicaraguans that live in very poor conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and we, with a local chef, uh, have decided to do a meal for them to cook for everybody. We're going to go to the to their cafeteria there and cook, awesome. you know, do some music uh, and do that. Um, That's great. We, yeah, and I'm talking about videos right now, we're helping raise money for uh, Café de las Sonrisas. It's the coffee shop for smiles. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's for those that cannot smile, that cannot uh, speak or, or, or hear because they're deaf mutes. Mm -hmm. And it burned down basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm doing videos almost daily mm -hmm. uh, or doing some messaging to raise funds via uh, Spain and the US. Mm -hmm. So you, you made a very good valid point. Uh, 
it gives back tenfold by giving to the community you'll get it back in space uh and it's not monetarily you you feel more happy you feel more welcomed mm -hmm. and it's not about taking your money and then say oh i'm going to invest it in the u.s don't no, you do it in your own little community absolutely you know as they say shop local yeah perfect yeah. thank you so much uh great i i really appreciate it it's, it's always great to hear that um talking now a little bit about the um, real estate um, buying process um, you you have made your experience and you you are the expert um, concerning how to buy real estate in, in Nicaragua um, can you in a few steps you we don't need to go like into each detail but a few few steps quick overview of how does it work what uh, stakeholders are involved and uh, what we have to take care of Okay, so quickly, uh, so you find a property. Uh, the question is, are you going to use a real estate agent or not? Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a lot of the Latin American countries where they have a sign or rotulo, uh, where basically it says for sale by owner, and then there is Keller Williams, Aurora, Granada, all the different agencies have a rotulo. So the first change that I did was I am not going to compete. I, I'm not going to compete on that basis. We're doing exclusive only. So my, my business model is exclusive. Okay. That's all I do exclusive. So if I put a property on the market, the agent on the opposite side has to come to me to talk to the owner. They cannot bypass me because I don't even put signs out. Okay. I, I don't put signs on properties because I don't want the owner to be harassed. Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, I would say 90% of my listings have no sign. Okay. Mm -hmm. For various reasons. Mm -hmm. So the process, uh, I buy, I go to, for example, Encuentra 24, mm -hmm. uh, or I go to Craigslist or I go to all the different websites like Aurora Canada, mm -hmm. uh, or Canabeer in a few weeks, we'll have a website through the MLS where all the properties are going to be going through this uh, funnel, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? So you find a property, you put an offer in, uh, you hope that that offer is being conveyed because that's one thing that is has not been done in the past is the documentation requirement between buyer and seller. Uh, I came here and we brought all our documents from the U.S. So you know, we have what they call a buyer agency agreement, a seller agency agreement. We do what they call net sheets. A net sheet is to show where all the money goes. Mm -hmm. We do offer sheets, meaning if you, the buyer, make an offer, in that offer letter it shows to the buyer what all the costs are involved in mm -hmm. buying a property and the seller sees what he's going to receive in the net number. So you buy. When you buy, you take that offer sheet, you take it to a notary or attorney, it's really a notary here, mm -hmm. like in Spain, mm -hmm. you take it to a notary, a notario, and that notary will write the paperwork. And during that writing of the contract, you get basically a plot plan redone. Because the plot plan is how you inscribe the property legally on the plot where it says mm -hmm. this plot ABC is now owned by Paul Damon and it's being transferred from Michael to Paul. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is the first legal process that you do. After that, you have the escritura done. Mm -hmm. uh, then the parties sit down, of course, sign for it. Uh, 
uh, and, may, and transfer the funds. Some people ask for a transfer of funds prior, others after. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is do not, uh, do not pay until it's signed by both parties. The attorney holds the documents. The attorney releases the documents upon the seller advising the attorney that he or she has been paid. Mm-hmm. After payment has been received, the documents go then to the uh, to the uh, to the, for example, the Granada office of DGI, mm-hmm. which is the uh, that's basically where you pay the taxation for the transfer of the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes from 1%, 2%, 3%, 4%, 5% and up. And that goes from 50 to 100, 150 and upwards. So it's a scale. And we provide that scale to all buyers. And we suggest to all buyers that they pay that. Why? If the buyer doesn't pay and the seller doesn't pay, the buyer is going to end up paying. So it's best for the seller when they buy a property to compute that number into it. So, Paul, you're buying 100000 Okay, the transfer fee of 100000 is going to be 2 to 3%. Mm-hmm. So put that in your mind. That So you offer to pay 103 for that property. 100 to the seller and 3 to the uh, to DGI. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the Alcaldia and you pay a, a percentage transfer tax to them, Alcaldia being the city government, right? And then within the city, then you go to like ourselves, we live in in Pueblos Blancos, and then we go to the community where the property is located, we pay taxes there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so there's like three scales, yep. right? From you go from a 1% to a, 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 a tenth of 1% yep. and then a tenth of 1%. Okay. Uh, the last one is you pay that annually. You pay an annual tax that is, in my opinion, pretty, pretty low. Okay. Um, can you give any any range or does it depend on the property type or the size? or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Totally correct, Michael. It is, for example, uh, we live on a farm and we pay less than, I think, $20 per year ah, okay. on a farm. Okay. Right. So try to do that in the US. Now in the city, a similar farm closer to the city center, so to speak, you're talking maybe 100, 150. Mm. Uh, taxes, as we know taxes in the US or property taxes, it's totally different, mm. totally different here. Mm-hmm. Or even in your in Europe, like in Holland or in Germany, yeah. totally different. How about um, selling again? Um, would I need to pay taxes on proceeds, I assume? No. Okay. That's why I'm saying it is when you buy, that's why we recommend, I recommend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and quite a few of us in the real estate community are starting to do more and more that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sometimes you have a half and half and sometimes the seller does. Uh, to me, like I said in the beginning, it's risky. Uh, but when the seller sells, he pays the commission, mm-hmm. uh, he or she commission can go anywhere from uh, 5% to 6% to 7%. It's all based on location. Managua, 5 uh, In my area, it's uh, around 6 And then in San Juan del Sur, which is the Pacific Coast, is 7 And if it's raw land, it's 10%. Mm-hmm. Uh, percent. Okay? Uh, but there is 
a variety, a variety mm -hmm. of, uh, of numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that people need to be careful about is if you make an offer, make sure that the seller signs that offer, that, that you know that the seller has seen it so there's no hanky-panky. Mm -hmm. I have heard, not seen, but I have heard where the seller is saying, uh, well, I've had sellers come to me and say, Paul, I, get me 100000 Anything above that will split 50-50. Well, under my license in the U.S., even though I don't have to operate that way, mm -hmm. but under my license in the U.S., I abide by my license in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Under that license, I cannot say, okay, I'll, I'll sell it for you 100 and I keep the profit. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so to me, uh, that's discerning uh, to a buyer that the seller is basically... Sure giving a lot of money uh, to the uh, selling agent. Yeah. That's why representation, as we call it, is very, very important so that you are um, helping those that do not understand. Everybody wants to save money, but statistically, if you look at the U.S. statistics of uh, selling representation uh, versus FISBOs for sale by owners, mm -hmm. statistically, it has been proven that 92% of all properties are being sold with agent representation, 8% yeah. uh, by FISBOs, but those FISBOs for sale by owner get on average 10 to 15% less money mm -hmm. than being represented by a professional like myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming back to the taxes um, on on the process, does, does that imply actually that I, that flipping would be easy, like house flipping, um, or would I have? Like, I know that from Germany, for example, if you buy and sell a house within I don't know, I think like five to ten years, uh, there's a huge tax imposed in order to to make sure that flipping is not not uh, not being conducted. Yeah. How is that in Nicaragua? If you want to flip, go for it. Oh, okay, you can do it. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, there, there, there are a few that have done it. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this market, it's, uh, it's a, it's a long-term flip, meaning yeah. now if, you, if anybody that's listening says, God, this is exciting, I want to buy, here you can buy now at a discounted rate between, like I said in the beginning, 20 to 50%. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the prices that we have on the market I would say over half of the properties I have on the market is already discounted. Okay. Uh, we we uh, so to flip, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen today. But if you say, you know, Paul, I got a hundred thousand, I can buy a hundred fifty to two thousand two hundred thousand dollar home, mm -hmm. but I can hold it for five years, mm -hmm. maintain it, and then sell it and still make. $60,000, $70,000 profit. Mm -hmm. Yes, you could. Mm -hmm. But that's assuming, and I don't like that crystal ball is very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I cannot say that. I mean, the world might be flat in a month or so. I yeah. don't know. It's, yeah. it's, but, uh, you know, what comes down at times goes up or vice versa, yeah. right? Look at the U.S. market 2008. Yeah, perfect. Um, now touching upon directly the prices, um, can you give us some some price examples you have uh, from your listings, maybe also square meter prices, if 
you know you can generalize that i know it always depends on the property itself and on the location yes. and stuff yeah. but maybe yeah. you know yeah. give us an overview of what what are price what, what are market prices right now in your region okay so in in my locale uh in the greater granada uh so prices can be anywhere for a three bedroom home uh with a nice pool uh colonial style colonial style is basically everything is open from the middle right or you can buy a a what i call a u.s style house which is like what i have is a u.s style house my my living quarters are all closed and then i have like balconies etc yeah. so the property uh for example the three bedroom with the pool and everything it's 120,000. Used to be on the on the market 170. Uh, we got a condo, a thousand square, oh, and that house is uh, 1,600 square feet. Okay, so it's 100, uh, 150 to 180 square meters. Because I'm not sure what the exact number was, so my apologies. Um, and that that's one thing people also need to realize. Here, we don't calculate square footage like they do in Europe, mm -hmm. right? In Europe, they calculate floor, uh, the walls, and the ceiling as a square uh, footage of a house. Here, we calculate everything that has a roof over it. So if I have an open garage, that is considered a, a part of the living quarters, yeah. right? So you got to be careful when you calculate. Mm -hmm. uh, you could build in 2017 you could build a house on a forty thousand dollar acre lot uh at around 58 dollars a square feet okay. square foot right okay. so you would uh, run out at around 120 on an acre lot uh now that cost has been to such an extent you don't want to build yeah. Right. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I can buy more than building. I can buy more square foot. Yeah. I got a beautiful uh, restaurant, Airbnb type, uh, for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, very open design. Uh, uh, it has a rooftop pool, small pool, more of a lot like a. Uh, a, a setting gazebo type of thing, but it's beautiful. You can see the uh, the skyline of Granada, gorgeous. Uh, you uh, sleeping quarters on the second floor, on the main floor, a big big uh, restaurant, bar, cigar shop, right? Wow. Uh, we have another one that is around one hundred sixty thousand dollars. Again, uh, it's a three bedroom, but really used as a two bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, you have a variety. Yeah. Uh, I even have a half a million dollar home, but that is a true colonial home uh, that the sellers from Spain basically have said, Paul, we want to sell, but we're not going to sell below this price. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful home. It's on the Calzada, which is the entertainment district street of Granada, and they're not willing to go down. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's going to take you a few years. And they go, yeah, we got time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have uh, hotels on the market. We've got Airbnbs on the market. And they are all truly, in my opinion, way below the market price. Yeah. But it's all back to if you cannot get it rented, yeah. you cannot get tourism in, 
then what are you doing? You're holding a shell, right? So you definitely should have the, the sufficient amount of runway and uh, cash and not, you shouldn't have the need of the cash directly. You should have the patience and, and the financial patience um, w w when you, when you invest, because you, you might, you might want to wait or you, you just might need some, some couple of months or, or, or years. Years. To, yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, until the, it materializes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or you come up, for example, uh, I just spoke to an American, and, and you see that uh, on my YouTube from Gaia, G-A-I-A -A Cafe, they just opened up, they have a big farm, they have been here for 20 years, and they decided, you know what, we want to uh, do more of a, uh, from farm to restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. So they basically are a coffee shop, Uh, they do uh, turmeric, a lot of things that is very hard to get here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so he invested, he just opened a, a coffee shop. So I asked him, why are you doing it? He says, Paul, this is the right time to do it because we are at the low point of our market. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel. I'm at the low point of the market. So when do you invest? You invest at the low point. You mm -hmm. don't want to invest at the high point. You got to do it at the low point. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be risk? Definitely, there's going to be risk. But that was the same thing when people started buying in the U.S. in 2009. I started to flip like crazy in 2009, mm -hmm. but then I got out uh, mm -hmm. because uh, it started becoming too crazy. And to me, it was coming to a point that it became risky. So I got out and, because it was no longer conducive. Yeah. But. It's all about looking at market cycles, right? Because you're going through different cycles, Absolutely. right? And we're on the low cycle, which is a buy cycle, yeah. uh, not a sell cycle because you're going to wait. Yeah, But yeah. those people that have cash, they can do it. Yeah. Uh, you, you just mentioned uh, foreigners opening a cafe in, uh, in Granada. Um, how is it if I am a foreigner and I want to you know, immigrate to, to Nicaragua and then set up a new, uh, my own company. Business. Yeah. Okay. So if I, if you want to set up a business, I'm going to assume it has not changed. Uh, but you would have to go to the ministry of investment and finance. It's MIFIC, M I F I C. And you would need to do a business plan, which is very easy. I mean, uh, if you ever know how to write something, uh, when they told me what I had to write, I said, I'll bring it back tomorrow. And they go tomorrow. I said, yeah, this is something very easy to do. And I brought it with my spreadsheets and everything. Yeah. So you do a business plan with spreadsheets and you got to do a five-year plan, not, mm -hmm. not hard. Uh, and basically what they want to see is that you're going to invest a minimal amount of $30,000, mm -hmm. preferably higher. Mm -hmm. So our investment was significantly higher. So with that investment, we can also hire people, but... Here's the nice thing, but I also get a work permit. Okay. You cannot get a work permit as a retiree, but you can get a work permit as a investor in a company. You get basically as an investor, the ability to work. And that is a very big benefit. The other one is, is uh, the tourism holidays. Uh, we haven't talked yet about the incentives that retirees get if they retire in this country. Right now, uh, when I came, it was, uh, I believe, either $600 or $800 per 
per month in Social Security. I know that right now it's a thousand. That you have to prove that you are getting Social Security uh, at a minimal of a thousand twelve hundred dollars. Okay. You can retire. Why would you want to request a retirement uh, jubilado uh, immigration document? Well, there are some benefits. The benefits is you get uh, to buy a car uh, up to $25,000 or import a car up to $25,000, uh, 20 or 25. I, I can't remember because the numbers change. So my apologies, but it's between 20, 25. It's tax free uh, that you can buy that. And uh, it's also duty free. So you save uh, I calculate around 15%. Mm-hmm. You can also build a house uh, and the first $50,000 uh, that you invest is tax-free of EVA. EVA here okay. is the VAT or Beitave in Holland, yeah. and that is 15%. Okay, okay. so 50000 15% is what? It's five seventy five hundred dollars yeah. So you save that. Right, so you got already fifteen to twenty thousand dollars saved. On top of that, you can import your furniture into the country duty free for the first twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. So, so that is why uh, people see this as a benefit versus, let's say, Costa Rica. Costa Rica doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. El Salvador mm-hmm. does not have that. Is And then the funny part is always when I ask people, what are the incentives to invest in your country as a retiree? They go, the beauty of my country. I go, yeah, but I want a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. I want an incentive to put my money in here mm-hmm. to invest in your country because there's, you know, there's what, 180 plus countries in the world. Mm-hmm. We can invest and live wherever we want. But myself, I like to look where it is the most strategically advantageous uh, to invest for the long term, and and that th- that doesn't contradict with the uh, with the um, setting up the company uh, with permits. So I can do both. I can do the re- no, you can no, no. I, I see where you're going. You're trying to get two <laughs> for one. Huh? Yeah, that's smart. No, uh, don't worry. I looked into it. It doesn't work. Okay, okay. So. No. That's, uh, Talking now or staying with the retiree thing, where do I have to go then? I have to go to the local uh, municipality or, or? Yeah, so retirees you do only in Managua. Okay. Uh, uh, you can hire an attorney or a notary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hired a uh, basically a notary to do it for me. Why did I do that? I just didn't want to spend the hassle of writing all the documents required, go to all the offices. Because if you go as a retiree, you have to go to Intour. Intour is part of the tourism body, mm-hmm. and they give you that permit because the tourism body is the one that promotes the, the retirement program. It's not the Ministry of Finance. The Ministry of Finance promotes the investment of businesses that want to get the work permit, etc. Then from Intour, you need to get stack of documents. Okay. It's an incredible amount of documents, okay. right? Uh, it's uh, you need to get your birth certificate. You need to okay. get your uh, police record. You need to have uh, your social security uh, uh, dollars that you're getting certified or uh, apostille. Yeah. Uh, done. OK, 
okay? Uh, you need to do a whole bunch of other things, and you gotta show bank records, and you gotta show a health record. So it's very detailed. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Perfect. Um, give us a quick overview. Uh, we're, we're more or less coming to the end of the interview. Um, I, I would like to uh, get a quick overview for the audience of your services i know you more or less like in a in an implied way you you already um, described all your services but for people who are interested in real estate um, in nicaragua or in nicaragua itself how can you help foreigners um, in in any matter okay so i would suggest uh, i would take myself out of it and just do it in a general state The first thing I would uh, strongly advise anybody that wants to invest is to deal with members that are members of Canada. Mm -hmm. okay? Because if you get into any problem with that member, let's say that you feel that I did something wrong, you can literally take me to Canada and if they uh, find that I did something wrong, they can take my license away or they can do a fine. Okay. okay. Now, in this country, you don't need a license, and that is to me the risky part. Mm -hmm. Because when you have no license, you also have people that are very opportunistic, right? Yeah. So, what is the difference between myself and the big agencies that say the Remax, the Century 21, and Keller Williams? Well, number one, I got the, the U.S. experience that mm -hmm. basically almost nobody has. Uh, I'm a realtor. What does that mean? I'm a member of the National Association of Realtors. I'm a U.S. licensed. I'm also Nicaraguan licensed. I'm also a educator. So I teach real estate people in Latin America how to act professionally to expatriates that want to come to the country. Yeah. So I am part of NAR. I teach five different courses in Spanish or in English. Mm -hmm. All that, to me, provides comfort to a client. Yeah, he doesn't want me to teach a, a course, but they should feel comfortable that they're dealing with a professional that not only educates them significantly, travels a lot to see what's going on so that I can tell. I, last year, I spent uh, two months in South America. I, uh, out of five months, we were gone for four months. We did 10 countries. Why? I just wanted to see what everybody was doing. Yeah. That way, when you ask me a question, what did you think about Chile? Or what did you think of uh, Uruguay or Brazil, uh, excuse me, or Argentina? I can talk about it because yeah. I was there. I analyzed and I know my strategic position, why somebody should invest in Nicaragua. I guess I'm selfish versus going to Chile or somebody or in some other country. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Right. I mean, you have beautiful countries like uh, Peru. You got beautiful countries like Ecuador and Chile. People all want to go live there. But if it is a retiree that is on a, uh, a I'm not going to say low, uh, low budget, but it's on a, on a budget, Social Security, they need to maximize the bang for the buck. Yeah. And I think a country like Nicaragua is a bang for the buck for many reasons, right? Because of the incentives that they give, also the low cost and everything that comes with it. I mean, uh, to me, it's no brain surgery, right? It's a, it's a simple thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. I think those were perfect final, final thoughts and a, and a, and a perfect conclusion. Um, 
Paul, how can people contact you? Okay, so they I have a U.S. Uh, Watts number, which is uh, the U.S. is 316-390-1532, or they can do it via email. I'll, I'll give you my, my non-business email because it's the easiest. It's Damon, D-A-E-M-E-N, P for Paul, at gmail.com. Uh, as soon as I get an email, I always switch it over to the company because it's more safe. Yeah. Uh, so that is the two. Oh, and I'm of course on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, all the social media okay. channels under Paul Damon or under the Nicaragua Real Estate Team. Awesome. Great. Okay. Um, Paul, thank you so much for this um, awesome interview. I uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. You you are really an expert in real estate and also the combination of your um, let's say polyglot uh, approach with all your uh, with all your inherit with your inheritance from from the Netherlands from Europe. Then yeah. you know having traveled around uh, Latin America so much, so you really know what you're talking about. And then having the expertise which you which you took from the entire real estate um an advanced real estate market from the us and with the mls and stuff i think it's 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 amazing and i think it's a great opportunity um having you in nicaragua as a local expert and being able to reach out to you uh, i will definitely recommend you to um, to anyone who i who i talk to when it comes to uh, investing in central america um paul thank you so much i wish you a thank very you. nice very nice evening and uh, we talk soon thanks <laughs> Yes, thank you very much, Michael. It was uh, a joy to be on this channel. I wish you lots of luck. It's uh, an amazing program that you're doing. And uh, I think uh, we need more programs like this uh, to help educate, uh, you know, people that want to invest in different countries and get various opinions. You know, you might get somebody else from Nicaragua that has a different opinion, but that's what we need. We need the diversity of the opinion so people know where to invest, invest safely and have a, a enjoyable lifestyle. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Great. I appreciate Thank it you so much. Have a good day. Yeah. You take too. care, man. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye.